The LA Clippers are 1-10 in their last 11 games against the New Orleans Pelicans. And going into the big Friday game with both teams on a four-game winning streak of their own, why is it that the Clippers struggle so much against the Pels? And how can they win? Going to be talking about it all on today's Locked On Clippers. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, sir. You are locking in with the clips. Thank you for making Locked On Clippers the first listen of your day, your team every day. I'm your host, Darren Vaziri, born and raised in LA and in my 19th season as a Clipper fan. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod and subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more LA Clipper and LA sports content. And Locked On Clippers, free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. I want you to give me a score prediction for this Pelicans game. Let me know what you think of the points I'm going to make about why we struggle against them and give me some of your own of why you think we struggle against them. And this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the best place to find jobs and to find people to hire as well. All you got to do is post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. Terms and conditions apply. So this one, let's talk about why we struggle against the New Orleans Pelicans. Let me give some background first. It started on March 14th, 2021. It was right before we put Marcus Morris and Ivica Zubats permanently in the starting lineup because at that point, Nicholas Batum and Serge Ibaka were the preferred starters. It was funny that it was a blowout against the Pels, 135 to 115 on March 14th that allowed or that triggered that change that led to Marcus Morris and Ivica Zubats starting for the rest of the year. And I got to tell you this, I don't think that change necessarily changed everything about our season, like it was the turning point or anything, but it didn't hurt. Marcus Morris was good as a starter at the time. Ivica Zubats obviously ended up being our starting center and still has that spot to this day. Sadly, Serge Ibaka, he just didn't look, you know, he just could never get right as a clipper. But ever since that day, the Clippers have struggled massively against the Pels. We've won just one game in the last 11 since then. One in 10. That's crazy. Kawhi has played in four of those games. Zion Williamson has only played in five. Brandon Ingram has played in 10. So you can see, obviously, the star power. I didn't even mention Paul George, so I'm not going to make any excuses. Point is, they've had our number. They've had our number. Now, granted, there were some outlier shooting games like the first one in the 2021-22 season where we didn't have Kawhi and Jonas Valanciunas turned into Dirk Nowitzki. That was ridiculous. I was at that game. And then we we lost them both times in New Orleans that year, but we got a or probably our most commanding win against them in recent memory in that one of the last regular season games of that 2021 season. We destroyed them. That was when Paul George had come back from the elbow injury. And then, of course, the play-in game 
That was really tough. And then last year we got swept three nothing against them. We had the early game without Kawhi. Uh, it's at the Staples Center on a Sunday afternoon where Paul George was just atrocious and we lost. And then we had the game where Kawhi randomly left the game with what was listed as a facial contusion, but he was fine the next game. We got absolutely blown out. I was at that game. It was terrible. Trey Murphy hit like nine threes. And then there was that game the day after the mysterious Memphis game where Kawhi didn't play the second half and Kawhi played that back-to-back and he went off, but we still lost because he and Brandon Ingram were exchanging blows. So then there was this season's matchup, the in-season tournament game. The Pelicans came to the Staples Center and beat us 116-106. to Zion and Brandon Ingram each had over 30. That was still kind of early in the James Harden te- uh, era as a clipper. And he did not have a good game, and neither did Westbrook in that one. Both guards were really bad shooting the ball. They were a combined 3-for-16 from the field and 1-for-8 from 3. Harden turned the ball over three times. Westbrook actually did not turn the ball over that game. But Kawhi Leonard only had 20 points. Paul George, that was when he was still playing like the best player on the team. Where are the Clippers at now? Well, totally different. Kawhi Leonard has emerged as the man, playing like one of the best players in the league. And then James Harden is playing such stellar basketball. And Russell Westbrook has become comfortable in his role now both teams are going into this on a four-game winning streak so they're both feeling really good why do the pelicans do so well against us well let's start with one guy that continuously gives us a hard time brandon ingram now the thing about brandon ingram is you cannot guard some of the shots that he makes he's a very tall guy He's got turnarounds over both shoulders. He's got the mid-range down to a science, just like Kawhi does. But he's got a higher release point, and he's taller. Is he better than Kawhi? Obviously not. But we have trouble guarding him. Even Kawhi was trying to guard him last year in that game, and he was giving him buckets. And then Terrence Mann is just not tall enough to guard Brandon Ingram, and he is the guy we put on him more often than not. If I were the Clippers, I would give Amir Coffey a lot of time guarding Brandon Ingram. And in this case, now that we have James Harden, Paul George to guard Brandon Ingram a lot as well. We want Kawhi guarding Zion, which is going to be tough as well. But I think Paul George's length, his size, might be the best on Ingram. And if he continues to play defense like we saw in the last game, then I think we'll be in for a solid defensive showing from Paul George. Brandon Ingram in the 10 games that he's played against the Clippers in that 10 and 1 stretch, he's averaging 25, 6 and 6 on 54, 50, 81 and a half splits. So 54% from the field, 50 from three. He's been amazing. So Brandon Ingram cooks us. That's one thing. And we just don't have that many bodies. We actually did have more bodies to throw at him with Nico, Rocco. Of course, we didn't really play Rocco. But yeah, he gives us a hard time. Then you have, by the way, if I sound a little weird, it's because I'm a little under the weather. Then we have Zion, who's only played five times against us. And he's, in his last four games, 26 points, five and a half assists, five rebounds on 62% shooting. Now, why is that? Well, we've always been a little bit thin at that power forward position. Now we're even thinner, and we saw he abused us in that last game. And the thing about the Pels, so the obvious answers, Ingram and Zion give us a hard time, very clearly. Ingram with his length, Zion with his strength. But they have a lot of athleticism and guys to throw at Kawhi and Paul. Herb Jones, 
Najee Marshall, Trey Murphy, and they also like to run, and we are a slower team older. Their athleticism always shows against us. Their pace will show against us, and Ingram and Zion give us a hard time. So I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities for the Clippers to beat them at all, especially now that we have a different team. You know, James Harden's playing at a high level. Kawhi's playing at a really high level. Paul George didn't play against them in that game, that in those two games that we lost last year. Like, I didn't actually do my, I should have done this, but I didn't do my full research. I didn't, I didn't, cause I, I didn't do it because I didn't want to make excuses. But how many of these 11 games were Paul George and Kawhi Leonard not a part of? A lot of them. I know this year we lost with them fair and square. I know last year, I don't think we played them with both at, in any game. And in 2022, we didn't either. So maybe this whole Pelicans thing is just a bit overblown. And we just don't have Kawhi and Paul George a lot. I don't know. But that's one of the big reasons why. Ultimately, athleticism and limiting those two guys is huge. Because, hey man, when, when they're playing like that, it's tough. And they play well against us. But coming up, how do we beat the Pelicans? What is the formula on Friday night? Going to be talking about that coming up. I got to tell you a little something about LinkedIn jobs. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the professionals for your team faster and for free. And it's not just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. I got a job on LinkedIn. I've never looked to hire people on LinkedIn, but I'll tell you what, it helped me get a job. So I think it'll help you hire as well. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. All you got to do is post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there are things in the new year, you might have your New Year's resolutions, you have your goals, but you need some guidance on how to accomplish those goals. And around New Year's, we get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we're already doing light. Maybe you finally organize one part of your space and you want to tackle another. Therapy helps you find your strengths and find your inner self more so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnNBA. All right, so the Clippers face the Pelicans at 5 o'clock Pacific time on Friday night. 
it should be a good one. One of the bigger games of the season thus far for the Clips. Really testing how far we've come during this 18 wins out of 23 games stretch. New Orleans has been our Achilles heel, as I've said, for the last couple of seasons. 1-10 in our last 11 against them. And something I found interesting is that we have lost seven of those first quarters. I think one of the ways we can win is a good start. A good start is imperative. The game we played against them in the in-season tournament, we lost the first quarter 36-23. It wasn't pretty. In the play-in game, Brandon Ingram giving us the business to start the game. In the game at Staples Center that Kawhi had the facial contusion, or rumored facial contusion, that game we didn't start out well either. And I hope the Pelicans just don't rain threes. That's the one thing I'm hoping for. They don't just rain threes. But Kawhi needs to be on his P's and Q's guarding Zion. Honestly, I wouldn't concede the hardened switch. I know he's good in the in the post defensively, but I didn't like what I saw from Harden defensively against Zion last time. So I would probably go against switching that. I'm honestly okay with Harden guarding Brandon Ingram, but not Zion. So I would say with Zion, I would only let Paul or Kawhi guard him. I wouldn't guard Terrence with him either. I legit would only have Kawhi and Paul switched on to Zion or guarding Zion as primary defender. Now, how do we expose them? Put Zion and Jonas Valanciunas in pick and roll, especially Valanciunas. He's poor defensively. His drop coverage is weak. I expect Harden to have a field day with it. Now, Herb Jones is going to be guarding Kawhi. You'll probably see Brandon, or I'm sorry, Paul George, Brandon Ingram guarding Kawhi, or vice versa. Kawhi has been the one that's hot, so expect to see maybe Herb Jones guard him. Let's see if Herb Jones can guard Kawhi in the post. Is he strong enough to guard Kawhi in the post? I'd be very curious of that. And in terms of how can we win, Kawhi Leonard being the best part on the floor would be nice. It's been a long time since I've thought that Kawhi Leonard was the best part on the floor against the Pelicans. Now, granted, the year we played them five times, he didn't play once. And then last year, he missed one of the games. So, Kawhi hasn't actually played against the Pelicans that much. But the last time we saw them, he only had 20 points. I would like to see him be more aggressive. He was 1 for 7 from 3 in that game, and that's kind of an outlier for this season and just the way Kawhi has shot the last couple of years. So Kawhi being the best player on the court is one way we can win. Attacking Jonas Valanciunas and uh, Zion in the pick and roll is great. And then defensively, being cautious about who we switch on to certain guys. Zion should only be guarded in the starting lineup by Kawhi and Paul. Off, and with Brandon Ingram, I think we could switch Terrence Amir, you know, the whole nine yards on Ingram, maybe not Norman Powell, but Russell Westbrook, all those guys, I'm fine with it. I'm honestly fine with Westbrook's getting switched on to Zion, as crazy as that sounds. Try it, because he's so, he takes that kind of stuff personally. So, I wouldn't mind doing that. Now, the biggest statistic of all that I found, not just the first quarter, the fourth quarter. Of the 11 games since March 14th, the Clippers broke even in two of the fourth quarters, but they've only won one. They were one and eight in the other nine games in the fourth quarter. That's a big deal because a lot of the games, including the play-in game, including the last game, they were in the balance going into the fourth. Pels outscored us 31-23 in the fourth in that last game in November. We've got to be better down the stretch. And you know what's helped us be better down the stretch? James Harden taking the ball out of Paul George and Kawhi's hands 
and Russell Westbrook as well when he's in and making them more fresh offensively. Now, the big fear I had when we got Harden is we lost front court depth, which makes Kawhi and Paul George guard better players. But so far, they have, for the most part, there have been some shaky games, but for the most part, they have taken the challenge, played even better defense than they were before the trade, and ran with it. Zion is a whole different threat, though, because there's not that many power forwards like him that are going to really, you know, bang, bang, get down low, try to get into the paint, and really go through your chest every time. Zion Williamson is absolutely one of those guys. So it's going to be tough. Can the Clippers get another double-digit game from Terrence Mann? He's at three in a row. That would be absolutely massive. Because if Terrence Mann just starts finding a shot, we were the number one offense in the league in December. We were. But if Terrence Mann just starts finding a shot, last couple of games, he's shot in the month of January, the new year, he shot three for six from three. If he can keep that up, that's all that matters. So that's how we can win. Let's get off to a good start. Let's be cautious about who we switch on to, guys. Let's attack Jonas Valanciunas in the pick and roll and Zion as well. And yeah, Kawhi Leonard, be the best player on the court. That would be nice. Coming up, an injury to a Clipper player just when we thought we were getting healthy. Going to be talking about the injury report for the game overall for both teams in a bit. I got to tell you a little something about Hungry Root. If you're trying to eat healthier in 2024 like I am, for me, trying to gain weight, but if you're trying to lose weight, whatever you're trying to do, whatever your weight loss goals are or your health goals are, Hungry Root is here to rescue you from short-lived resolutions by making meal planning easy and nutritious. Hungry Root makes it easier for everyone to eat healthy. We support all the major diets and lifestyles, including gluten-free, vegan, vegetarian, dairy-free, and Hungry Root helps you save money on groceries. It helps you reduce food waste, saves you time. Hungry Root is the easiest way to get fresh, high-quality food delivered to your door. They've got healthy groceries and simple recipes all in one place. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Locked Octon Clippers listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash LockedOn to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash LockedOn. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. All right, Clippers, Pelicans, Friday night from the Smoothie King Center. Sad news for the Clippers, Musa Diabate is out with a right-hand metacarpal fracture and doesn't have a timetable for his return, according to our good friend Joey Lynn over at SI Now, beat writer for the Clippers. That is tough. Now, Musa hasn't really been playing for the Clippers this season. It's more about his, you know, he's on a two-way contract. He's playing for the Agua Caliente Clippers in the G League, but that just sucks. You know, we wish Musa a speedy recovery and hope he gets back on the court soon. Now, speaking of speedy recoveries, Mason Plumley. A lot of people have been asking me about him. Is he going to get back in the rotation? All this. Listen, Daniel Tice, despite his three-point percentage, he has not shown offensively that he can truly be trusted, in my opinion, out there as a four. And the four in today's NBA, they want him to spread the floor and shoot. Daniel Tice, I don't think he convinces teams from deep now 
if you're wondering, you know, what about defensively? Well, Clippers like to switch one through four, and they have been, you know, they've shown that they're okay switching Daniel Tice onto quicker guards and stuff like that. But it's not ideal. It's really not ideal, especially when you have, you know, Zubats or Mason in this hypothetical in there with them. It's just more guys you can attack. And think about it this way. If they're closing out and scrambling, Tice, Plumley, are these guys good enough closing out? Are they quick enough? Can they hang on the perimeter in those kind of situations, scramble situations away an Amir Coffey or Terrence Mann or Westbrook could? Probably not. So you're not going to see, I don't think, Tyson Plumley play together. I think right now Tyson's is playing super well. He's been amazing since he got to the Clippers. And Mason Plumley is going to have to be the third string, waiting for his time. It's unfortunate, but it's just how good Daniel Tice has been. These are not horrible problems to have. What's amazing is that he's okay with it. And that's what you don't always experience. As we've experienced last year, people were not happy with their roles. Mason Plumley seems to be okay because he's at towards the end of his career. He would like to win a championship. And this is his best chance, no doubt about it. So Clippers, Pelicans, Friday night, going to be a good one. Kawhi Leonard playing as well as anyone in the league. Also want to give a shout out to the TNT crew inside the NBA. Charles Barkley saying the Clippers were the most scary team in the league. Now, or in the West. Now, before you get worried because of Charles Barkley's history with predictions, he didn't actually make any bold statements. All he said was he thinks we're the scariest team in the West. For the Nuggets to go against. I don't think that's a bad take. I think that's based on someone who's watching the games. Shaq, of course, being the Laker that he is, pushed back and was like even saying the same thing for years. But Chuck made a good point that Kawhi Leonard hasn't been healthy. And when he is, he's a top five player in the league. He's right. It's just been unfortunate. It really has been. But shout out. It's always great to see the Clippers getting national attention because, you know, before Lob City, we got nothing. That's why I always don't take it for granted. So with the super team, you're definitely going to get a lot of attention. It's weird though. The Clippers winning streak went under the radar, but now people are starting to talk about us because we're climbing up in the standings and we would have climbed. We would have had the, we would have had the same amount of losses as Denver going into Friday, but Nikola Jokic wanted to make a game winning three against Golden State. Ridiculous. But we've been uh, in situations like that against the Joker all uh, very frequently. So not an exact game winner, but you know what I mean? But yeah, besides the Denver Nuggets, the New Orleans Pelicans are the team that the Clippers struggle with massively. So let's see what we can do. Can we keep Brandon Ingram at bay? Can we not allow Zion to pulverize us in the paint? Can we get a huge Zubats game protecting the rim? Can we abuse Valanciunas in the pick and roll? One thing to be worried about, not even necessarily worried, but wary of, Larry Nance. He's come back recently. They like to switch a lot more with him at the five. As you remember, that's what changed the game in 2022 in the play-in. They switched everything, and we didn't really know what to do because it was just Reggie Jackson and Marcus Morris trying to create shots. And Norman Powell, we didn't have Paul George because he missed the game with COVID. So, very unfortunate. Clippers Pels. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DimeDropperPod. Subscribe to my own YouTube channel, DimeDropper, for even more LA Clipper and LA sports content. And Locked On Clippers is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Let me know what you think of this game. Give me your score prediction. Let me know what you thought of the things that I said. And let me know what your keys are to getting this victory. 
Is it that we need to limit Zion? Is it that we need to limit Brandon Ingram? Is it that Paul George needs to drop 30 points? Let me know what you think. I'm really hoping we get a nice Norman Powell and Russell Westbrook game off the bench, even though guys like Jose Alvarado, Trey Murphy, like this is a deep New Orleans team, but we're also a deep Clipper team. The age-old proverb continues. Go Clippers.